Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Joseph Lindsley has been traveling. He went uh, to Kharkiv, and Joe, I trust the travels were safe. What's going on there today? Bob, good afternoon from Kharkiv, uh, just about 30 miles from Russia. Uh, not long after my train arrived, we had reports that uh, Russian bombers were in the sky uh, near Crimea and over the Russian Federation, uh, but they turned around, so it's calm at the moment, uh, even though we've had uh, several alarms. And, you know, as I think, you know, <laughs> being here in Kharkiv on February 22nd, uh, two years into this full-scale war, I think of how... Things have changed uh, since that first day, since February 24th, 2022. And I was in Lviv uh, when the full-scale invasion began. So I was, you know, nearly as far away from Russia as one could be uh, within Ukraine when Russia launched a full-scale invasion. And that day was absolutely terrifying. So even at, you know, even almost on the border of NATO and Poland and Europe, uh, it, it was terrifying to be in Lviv. Uh, that first day, especially, we didn't know what to expect. We imagined there could be tanks coming down the street. Uh, and now I was, I think about, you know, how, how you change and how we adapt. Uh, two years later, uh, it's the anniversary, you know, almost it's the e- almost the eve of the anniversary of that full scale invasion. And I'm 30 miles <laughs> from Russia, even closer, uh, closer to the threat. And uh, here in Kharkiv and, and in a place that uh, is frequently bombed. It's been pretty quiet the past few weeks, but you know, uh, from uh, New Year's weekend and those first weeks of January, there was intense Russian attacks upon this city. And you know, at any moment, because we're so close uh, to Russia here, uh, at any moment a missile could fall. And and most often, I mean, I would say probably at least ninety percent of the time, when there is an attack on this city. It's always outside of an air raid alarm. So either right uh, before the alarm can sound or sometimes even moments after the all clear. And, and, and the, the reality of that is because Kharkiv is, is, um, is vulnerable uh, for, for a couple of reasons. One, they don't have the, the air defense systems that Kiev has. Uh, there's no Patriot missile battery here protecting the city. And because amazingly, after two years of the full scale invasion, uh, of, after regular, you know, after Russia doing, throwing everything they can at Ukraine, Ukrainians still do not have permission uh, from the United States and from many Western countries to use any weapons that have been supplied to hit targets on Russian soil. And so, you know, the, the, the bases that are, you know, maybe 30, 40, 50, 60 miles away uh, from which Russia lobs missiles at this city, Ukrainians are not permitted to hit using Western equipment. Uh, you know, we have seen in the, in the course of the past year, uh, Ukrainians have made several incursions with, with drones uh, uh, in, in to places like Belgorod, which is sort of the nearest city in Russia uh, to Kharkiv. Uh, and it's from Belgorod that, that so often the city of Kharkiv is attacked. And I remember it was maybe it was um, it was in January. Ukrainians attacked Belgorod uh, using drones. So, you know, using the less sophisticated weapons. And I think it was 17, we were told that 17 Russians were killed. And the next day, the United Nations uh, had a, you know, a meeting to, to condemn Ukraine for attacking, uh, for, for attacking Russia. 
And so, you know, th- this is being here in Kharkiv, and that's really the reason why I'm here right now for the full scale, you know, for the anniversary of the full scale war uh, is to 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 remind people of this reality that, you know, uh, of, you know, despite all of the flag waving for Ukraine in the West, uh, fundamentally, uh, there, there, there's still a, uh, a fear or for whatever we, the motives are, could be different, but there still is a refusal uh, to send weapons uh, that Ukraine can use to put a stop to this. And Bob, despite that, I mean, I, you know, I was here a year ago for the full scale uh, for the anniversary and, and the city was pretty quiet. There's traffic jams, uh, which is, you know, here a traffic jam is a blessing. It makes people happy. It means that the city is alive. Uh, the, 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 so much of the city has come back to life. Uh, I just took a walk through several blocks that were bombed in January. Uh, the windows are boarded up, but those, the shops, uh, that were damaged are still, are, they're functioning. Uh, people, uh, they, they have conferences in underground chambers. Uh, you know, you're, at any moment you're ready to run. You always, you have your shoes on. Uh, you got your go bag ready, hmm. but the city is functioning. Business is happening, uh, despite this constant threat. Uh, this is also some good news. I think President Putin's former speechwriter says discontent toward Putin is on the rise in Russian society. What do you make of that? I, you know, as always, I don't, you know, it's, I, it's really hard to, to, to gauge that and to trust anything that, that comes out of Russia. Uh, you know, I, the, the killing, you know, the, the, the killing of Navalny, you know, would seem to, to, you know, try. I mean, he, he was one of the only well-known opposition leaders to Putin, and so that would seem to, uh, you know, to, to to work towards silencing the Russian people. But I mean, th- this is the, the the stark reminder that you know, t- ten years ago, today was the day of the success of Ukraine's Maidan revolution, and 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 so you you know, it's where Ukrainians showed that they refused to be governed by tyranny and by Russia in particular. And, you know, Russians have 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 not had these movements. Uh, you know, they have not been willing to to stand up to their regime. And, you know, I was as I looked back at the, the details of what happened today, 10 years ago, especially in Kiev. Uh, so Viktor Yanukovych, the uh, who was, you know, sort of Putin's puppet uh, that was president of Ukraine. Uh, when, when Ukraine woke up this day 10 years ago, Yanukovych had vanished. It later turned out that he was here. He fled to Kharkiv from Kiev. Uh, so I guess I sort of traced his trajectory today. And and the the parliament voted. Uh, well, uh, the, the pro-Russian members of parliament had fled the country with Yanukovych. Uh, but the, the 300 or so, and 80 or so members who were still in the parliament voted unanimously uh, to, to remove Yanukovych from office. And there was this sort of strange, uh, it began to strain, it, it, it was a victory. And people knew that they had succeeded. They had kicked out the pro-Putin regime. They had gotten rid of the secret police. Uh, but as a result, for several weeks, there was no functioning government in Ukraine. And yet society, you know, there wasn't looting or crime. Uh, there, it was the Maidan, the revolution. They, they, they kind of kept things together. Uh, but, but they had this nice moment of, hey, you know, we, we, we pulled this off and we did it. Uh, and then it was only three weeks later that uh that the you know russia would begin what is now this this full-scale war and they began it by taking the Crimean peninsula and it's important to remember on so w- when the the european officials and, and and politicians here were trying on february 21st to negotiate with yanukovych you know they didn't want too much of a revolution and vitaly klitschko the former heavyweight champion 
who's now mayor of Kiev, he even he was he he tried to make a deal with Yanukovych. He shook his hand, and he realized that the people were furious. Mm. They said that, that we will not accept this. So Klitschko, uh, uh, today, ten years ago, he had to go to the public square and apologize to the people. And had he not apologized, there's no way he would be mayor of Kiev right now. And so we really see that that is that's the power uh, of that maidan of the people in the square. And when, when Yanukovych fled. Uh, he was joined, by the way, by his entire cabinet, which included Mikola Zolchevsky, uh, the minister of ecology, uh, who was also CEO of that oil firm Burisma. They all fled to Russia. And just a few weeks later, that firm would start paying the son of the vice president of the United States. Uh, and, uh, and there's a lot. There's the, so what happened in these weeks 10 years ago? So much of those events affect everything that's happening today. So much of it. You're absolutely right. Joseph Lindsley in Kharkiv, where bad traffic is good news. Thank you, Joe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Until tomorrow. Thanks, Bob.